What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sunday Sports Club Podcast, a podcast all about sports, except it's told by somebody that has tits. Welcome back, you guys. (laughs) I guess technically guys have tits, too. Girls are just different types of tits. Mine are just a little bit bigger. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited to be on here. It's the beginning of the month. so Mine are also full of milk. Yeah. (laughs) You have the actual (laughs) NFL player, even though I got released two weeks ago, you have the actual NFL player on the show. Do you think that it kind of takes away like you being able to say that you're an NFL player? Absolutely. Well, it doesn't, but I just feel like a scrub. Like if I run into somebody at the grocery store and they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in the NFL. They're like, boy, it's it's Sunday. You're not (laughs) playing in a game? No, it's it's weird, but... It is really weird, especially because I feel like seven years kind of gives you some sort of a credibility to be like, yeah, I am still an NFL player. Like, you're still pursuing the NFL. If somebody called you in a week, you would be an NFL player. So... Yeah, whatever. Welcome, Isaac (laughs) Rochelle, to this episode of Sunday Sports Club Podcast. So the first episode of every month... I'm going to have Isaac on to do a Q&A, and right now we're still talking about football because that's what's happening, and then eventually we'll talk about basketball, baseball, oh, swimming, water going polo. There? Not us, but you're going there? <laughs> I'm going there. Oh, man. Also, just quick life update. We're in California, and it's important because it just goes to show. You get released in the middle of the season, you kind of just pick up, pack your bags, and go wherever home is we could have stayed in (laughs) vegas which we kind of had an episode on this could have stayed in vegas but this is home this is home and i'm happy to be here i'm also happy to be giving birth here so we'll kind of dive into some current events we'll briefly touch on like me and isaac's situation although there's not really much to like update on yeah it's just same old same old i will say it's been two weeks i've not gotten phone calls so it's it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of like wait and see. I mean, because of my situation with where I'm at in my career, also how many games I've gotten elevated already while on practice squad, mm-hmm. because you only get three, it's going to be super rare that a team calls me and is like, hey, come be in our practice squad. So really the yeah. only opportunity would be an active roster spot. Yeah. So Isaac only has one more elevation left. And I feel like a team wouldn't be like, oh, like we want to give that a try for one week. I feel like they would be more apt to, and you would have to take up a veteran spot. So yeah, There's and 53 guys on an active roster, and how many play in a game? Uh, 46. 46 play, and then on practice squad, there's 16 players, and out of that, only six are veterans, meaning that Isaac would take up a veteran spot. Could you have, like, all rookies? No. So you have to have some? Uh, I actually don't know that. I, I think generally teams... Oh, look at this. I have an NFL player on the podcast, and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm not in the NFL. I don't have a job. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really know how they do it. Another reason why it's complicated for a team to sign me, think about this. They sign me to practice squad. I get elevated one game. Then they're kind of like, he's useless. So maybe they get rid of me if they, it's just a lot of moving parts for a team to bring me into practice squad, but we'll see. And nevertheless, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it is nice to be home given the circumstances. Would I leave? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I would leave. Uh, but it's nice to be here. I never thought that I would be happy my husband lost his job, but this is the only case where I can actually see the glass being half full because I'm about to have a baby in a few days, a few weeks, Mm -hmm. in the next month. And if there's any case where I'm happy my husband lost his job and has to sit at home, although he's not really sitting at home, he's like working out at home. But if there's any case where I would be grateful for this, it would be right now in this case. Yes. And the fact, well, you saying we're so close, we're in the red zone. 
What is the red zone? <laughs> uh, is that within 10 yards? It's within 20 yards. It's like oh. you're about to score. You're in the red zone. We're in the red zone of babies. Oh, yeah. Literally, right there about to score. <laughs> well, that, technically, you already did score. <laughs> the extra point is me cutting the cord. Oh, God. Now we're getting graphic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Isaac and I are, like, we see some sort of, like, light at the end of the tunnel because we are obviously welcoming our daughter into the world. So we're not really focused on, like, the negatives r- right now. I mean, it definitely sucks him not being on a team. Like, <laughs> Sundays are weird. But... At the end of the day, we're both look, looking forward to having our daughter. Listen, we came back to our house that was a day from being renovated. <laughs> Heat wasn't working. Like, we were in turmoil when we came back. I was not coming back, like, sitting there waiting on a phone call. I was worried about getting our heat going. Yeah. The the first two weeks since we've been back in California, it's been, like, wild, crazy, hectic. And, like, yesterday, Sunday, was the first day, day that we were, like, kind of chilling and, like, hanging out. Yeah. And you were, like... Yeah, like kind of don't want to talk about football today because I feel like it was the first time where we were both able to like settle down. But either way, basically, if Isaac gets a call, he'll leave and me and baby girl will figure it out. Yeah, the whole gang. We're going to have to figure out a way for the whole gang to be wherever I am, though. I don't know if it's even going to be possible. We'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's always funny because I feel like we receive so many hate comments about like, oh my God, your husband got cut. Like, I knew he wasn't that good. It's like, man, the seven years doesn't give you them like anything. They're not like, oh yeah, wow, this man has really sh- took out seven years in the NFL. Like, we should. It's so dumb. I've, I think you could be in the NFL for 10 years and get released and they still would be like, I knew he was trash. But as of recently, there have been a lot of players getting released and a lot of really good players with big contracts. Yeah. And I kind of touched on that in the last episode. I was like, yeah, like you can get released no matter what your contract is, no matter how many guarantees you have. I well, Darius Leonard, he got released and then ended up, he just got He's a linebacker by with the, the Colts and he just signed, signed with the, with Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah. But like, He's a great example. I mean, Jalen Smith was on the Raiders. Jalen Smith was the highest paid linebacker like three years ago, four years ago, got released, has been on multiple teams, and then came to the Raiders. He was there for three games. He got released shortly after I got released. He's talking about good players getting released. It just is what it is. It's There's so many NFL transactions that happen daily. Mm-hmm. You know, you just roll with the punches and... We got punched back to California, yeah. so here we are. <laughs> Isaac and I, we haven't really touched on this, but like there there was a scenario where we had talked about the possibility of him being released the week before he got released. And I knew it was coming. The exact scenario that he was like, oh, if this happens, I might be on the chopping block. That ended up happening. So it's like we definitely saw it coming a little bit. Like we weren't like, oh, wow, I never in a million years would have ever thought this. It just happened to be a Tuesday where we were really preoccupied (laughs) thinking about our baby coming. And then it was like, oh, random blank from the Raiders text me saying, boy, can you bring your iPad in? When you get that text, it's a wrap. There's no, there's nothing else that can happen other than getting released. Also, another fun fact, when you get released, they literally, you get to the facility. This is every time I've been released, only a few times. They're waiting for you at the door. There's no like, come in, get comfy, like try to find. It's like, no, I'm waiting for you at the door. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. It's, it's humiliating. And I'm just waiting at home like, fuck, like this sucks. <laughs> they also bring you all the way around the facility, which is also brutal. We touched on that. When the, Didn't we? We talked yeah. about it last time. Yeah. Come on, Isaac. We're time not trying flies. to bore the people. Jesus. Sorry. This is what happens when I invite my husband on the podcast. 
And now I have less subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in other news, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, once this baby is out of my body and she's Earthside, well, she's already on the Earth. Earthside. But once she's, you know, when she's not inside of my placenta, no, she's not in my placenta. She, she's in my she's, uterus. Anyway, placenta is a cushion. <laughs> Anyways, once she's breathing on her own, Isaac can then get a call at any point. I mean, if he got a call right now, he would accept it. So there's go. that. I might dip out. No, you wouldn't miss the birth. But if I left, I would get child support. <laughs> no, no so you like... wouldn't. Okay, anyways, in other news, so there's kind of what's currently happening with me and Isaac. Sorry to bore you guys. I know you guys hate hearing about Isaac, but you like hearing about me. Anyways, in other news, there is something happening in college football right now that I feel like it's very necessary to talk about. I haven't talked a lot about college football and playoffs at all on this podcast. I feel like it's more geared towards like the NFL. But for college football, basically there's a committee that decides who goes to the college playoffs and a team, FSU, is undefeated this year and, and it didn't make didn't it. make it. I want to pull up. Did the, they get? Did they get booted out by a team that has lost yes. a game? Yes, that's why it's crazy. The, it's like the most controversial thing because here's the deal: this committee has been making mistakes literally for all of time. So it used to be just two teams made it to the BCS championship game, and then now they have it where a committee decides on the four playoff teams. But this is crazy. Alabama and Texas both have a loss and made it into the playoffs, and Florida State, who's undefeated, didn't make it into the playoffs. Man, oh man. It would be one thing if they were like a FCS school or they were like a one one double A school or they didn't they weren't in a good conference. Like because this, I feel like this has happened before where an undefeated team hasn't made it to college playoffs. Florida State's won a championship in the last ten years. Like they're like a they're like a national championship team yeah, that, who's undefeated in the ACC, which is a power five conference, and didn't make the playoffs. I'm sorry if you guys hear this dog. I I, I can't even talk about this dog because this dog gets on my nerves so bad. <laughs> it is the craziest thing in the world, though. So if Is I'm there a, anything that they can do? Like, is there somebody no, that you can complain to? No. Once it's done, it's done. And th- do you know how hard it is to go undefeated at any level? And, like, the one year that these, like, seniors, these guys go undefeated... God, my fucking heart would be ripped out. Yeah, just because some people are sitting around at a table like, oh, they're actually not the better team. It's like, well, we haven't lost. Any team that we should beat, we did beat. Mm-hmm. Any team that was it was a challenging game, we won. So how can you possibly not put them in there? Alabama yeah. literally runs the playoff scenario. They shouldn't go to playoffs. They had a loss. They shouldn't go to playoffs. Who did they lose to? Doesn't matter. I have no clue. <laughs> I actually want to see who they lost to, though. It, it's funny because one year in college playoffs, Michigan State actually ended up going to the playoffs. And... Oh my God, we lost so fucking bad. It was like embarrassing. They lost to Texas. So that's that's where that's the rationale. So they lost to Texas and Texas is in the playoffs. Interesting. So you're kind of like, okay. Yeah, but why would you put but them still, right they under? Lost. They're on your schedule. They lost. Wait, but you have two teams that have lost above them. You have Texas and Alabama. It's dumb. If anything, wow. I would argue, unless, unless well, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> If you're undefeated and you play for a Power 5 team, you should be in the playoffs. Man, that's got to be brutal. Anyways, that's that's kind of a current, current event happening. So you might be thinking, how does college playoffs differ from the NFL playoffs? I feel like the NFL playoffs and like getting in to be a playoff team is a lot easier of a decision. It's kind of cut and dry. It also just makes sense. Like the structure makes a lot of sense. Like you win within your division and then 
So you're in if you win in, in your division. And then you have the conference breakdown. You have wild card teams, et cetera. Mm-hmm. College, just, if, could you imagine in the NFL if they just sat down and decided? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. You you know how many angry owners there would be? Oh, my God. Oh, I, there'd be, like, what's it called? Collusion? Or where, like, people are paying? Like, people would be just paying to get in the NFL. Absolutely. That probably happens in college, for real. Probably. And the committee doesn't make any sense in college, either. It's Condoleezza Wright. So like, who, why is she well, on the committee? the committee? She's a politician. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's crazy. It makes no sense. Well, anyways, we'll talk more about col- or NFL playoffs and like how a team is decided to be in the playoffs in a little bit once we get to the Q&A segment. But as for player of the week, player of the week, position of the week, Isaac, I want you to pick a position in the NFL or in football, obviously. Football and the NFL are... The NFL is football, in case you didn't know. Pick. <laughs> but I want you to pick out a position that you think I wouldn't really know what it is. Oh, one of, current event, one of my homies just texted me and said he got cut today. Uh, that's that's how quickly it happens. You literally can just, like, Dang, that look. sucks. Got sniped today, bro. Oh, that's... oh he said OC coming soon. Yeah. That is a win for the program. <laughs> We're about to have a kid, so it won't matter, but... I'm like, um, mm, we have different priorities. Anyways. Man, that's crazy. So a random position that you wouldn't know that much about safety. You haven't talked about a safety. You wouldn't know anything about a safety. I know a safety is a defensive player. Yeah. They play, I wanted to say, in the outfield. It's <laughs> a defensive. So it's a defensive back. It's in like the defensive yes. back world. Like they're obviously not on the line. I would say they're covering, what, a wide receiver? You Yes, but they're kind of like, think about a safety is like your safety net guy. They're behind the whole defense. They see everything. If like, they're usually a guy, like if you're going against a good receiver, you have a cornerback on that receiver and then you'll have like help from the safety. Mm. But a safety, the body type, you can kind of play around with it. Like the safety on the Raiders wasn't as big, but then you have guys like Kyle Hampton plays for the Ravens. He's 6'4", like 220. That's a pretty big safety. So it's a really versatile position. Uh, sometimes you... I'm not going to get too in the weeds. No, but, no, you're good. I'm, this um, is actually interesting for me, too. Sometimes they blitz, meaning they're chasing after the quarterback. For the first time, I don't have to teach Isaac something about football. This is refreshing. <laughs> uh, sometimes they come up on the line of scrimmage and go against an O-lineman, chase after a quarterback. Safeties do it all. And a good safety who's really good at tackling and like saves the day is super important. Because think about it. If the D lineman plays bad and the running back breaks through the D lineman, then he breaks through the linebackers. There's nobody. There's that no can safety stop. net. Yeah. So, Interesting. So, so he's a safety. So net. who are some like important safeties in the NFL? Or not important. <laughs> Everybody's important in the NFL, Allison. What are we talking about? Who are some high paid safeties or like some notable safeties? So right, Kyle Hamilton's gonna be the highest paid safety. Guarantee it. He was um, drafted in the year, first, first round for the Ravens. Last Notre Dame year. guy. His girlfriend's a huge fan of Allie. Um, I don't know <laughs> I if they're engaged her. yet. You need to get a. Hey. Okay. Okay. Let me stop. Um, I think the biggest, most notable uh, safety right now in the NFL is Derwin James. Oh, for the Chargers. Like if you and if you watch him play, like he's on so many tackles, but he's a he's he's a defensive back. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of weird for him to make so many plays versus the run. But again, if you have a big body, like powerful, strong safety who can cover a lot of ground and is fast. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make twenty million a year, which is what he makes. And, I mean, wow, that's a nice career. Yeah. So your homework for the week is learn the safety for the team that you are cheering on. Mm-hmm. That's your homework. Anyways, moving into the Q and A, I'm super excited to be. It should get a little juicy. We if, got you, this if you, if you guys hear, if you so guys can... hear planes and dogs in the background, I'm so sorry. We, I'm gonna when I edit this, 
I mean, you can de- they can definitely hear that plane. That's a Cessna. That's not even a plane. That's like a crop duster that's flying right <laughs> over our house. How do you have crop dusters in Orange County? I can't believe my homie just got cut, man. That's sad. <sighs> that's sad. Anyways, so moving on to the meat of the bones of the episode. Is that what you were? The meat of the, the, me- epi- <laughs> the meat. The meat of meat the potatoes bones. of the episode. Okay, so moving on to the meat and the potatoes of the episode. I obviously have here Isaac for a very particular reason, and that is to help kind of like cover some of the things that I don't, I might not know off the top of my head when it comes to some of these Q&A questions. Because you're just a clueless girl. I'm just so stupid. <laughs> girls, and they don't know anything about football. We're just all pick-me girls. No, my wife's a beast, <laughs> who's also a cleat chaser, but. <laughs> the only cleats I ever chased were yours. That's true. <laughs> People always ask, what if he does not get re-signed? Do That's I, such a. That? Well, it's just there's there's not really much to answer. Like, I'm boys are just riding the wave right now. Like, I'm not necessarily worried about not getting re-signed. It's just a matter of when and what it like timing wise what it looks like. But I, I don't know. Like- I also have my degree in like a lot of stuff. So eventually, I'm going to be done playing football, and I have a plan for when I am formally done. But mm-hmm. not really thinking about it now. Yeah, I think that a lot of people they're like, oh, like what happens if he doesn't get re-signed? It's like, well, one, we are like financially in a good spot. If you're not in a good spot after seven years in the NFL, you've done so- done something wrong. So it's not like we're like pressed right now. Like, oh no, like I'm so str- I'm so stressed. I can't believe like you're cut. Like we're we're not receiving an income. It's like okay, but we we've been doing this for seven years. And also on top of that, it's like you do have your college degree. You went to Notre Dame. You're a smart guy. Like, Mm. and we have other sources of income, but even more so, if you only played three games a year for the next three years, it would still be worth it to play in the NFL because of insurance, 401k, pension, all of that, which I think we already touched on a little bit. So like 401k is crazy. mm -hmm. But if he doesn't get re-signed this year, he can still get signed next year. And even if he doesn't doesn't get signed next year, like he still technically could get signed in two years. Now, is that very common for a defensive end? No. But like if you're a kicker or a punter or a long snapper, you could go two years without an NFL team. I've seen and, longer. Yeah. Also, guys set out for COVID. There were a number of guys who D Lyman who didn't play during COVID and still came back. So you're gonna have to drag me out the league. Roger Goodell, every <laughs> NFL own I'm joking. I'm not gonna be that guy. Do players get money if fans buy their jerseys? Yep. Some, but how so, much? Some how players, much? Some players have... I actually don't know how it works, to be honest. I think if you're like a high-selling jersey guy, you have deals with some of the vendors. Mm-hmm. But I've got... The most I've gotten is like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gotten like five bucks. I did just get a player remittance. That's what it comes to is like $20. But I don't know what it's for. I think it's for maybe jersey sales. Shout out to somebody. <laughs> After I get released, I get more money than I've ever gotten for jersey sales. So somebody has a question about NFL coaches. Why are there so many coaches? How many coaches are there? Because there's yeah. a fuck ton of coaches in the NFL. So every position has a, a main coach and like a, a it's it's an assistant coach, but it's really kind of like a, what they call quality control guys. I don't even know a good word for I want to say graduate assistant, but you guys don't know what that is. It's almost like a, it's like an a, intern. Yeah, but it's they're they're way more qualified than an intern. That's like not a good way to put it. So every position has two coaches, and then you have like other random quality control people that are just kind of like floating. And then you also, this is a fun fact. You have a guy who all he does is like 
study the refs. So like you have really yeah, like all he looks at is data from the refs. So like we have a presentation on refs every single week. Interesting. And then you have just like random coach. Hey, there's so many coaches. I agree. I don't. I don't know all the coaches' names. If if I got polled right now, the Raiders, I would not know all the coaches' names. I probably wouldn't know. No, I'd be at seventy five percent. I'd know their names. But like when you played for the Chargers for four years, do you think you would have? Do you think you would have known ninety nine percent of the coaches? Yeah, I think after a few years, you pretty much know everybody. Yeah, but when you're getting cut mid season, you probably don't know, huh? <laughs> That's not see. It's funny. It's kind of heartless. Like this is my wife on here. To <laughs> Isaac, you have to you have to clarify that that's a joke. I'm I'm joking. No, I am joking. My wife is literally the most supportive person. This is how we deal with this too. A yeah, little self deprecating humor. Some people think it's a little cutthroat, but like I'm going through this shit too. Like my also, homie, like I don't want to. Like I'm not married to a loser, so like if I say something that sounds harsh, it's like obviously I'm joking. My homie just got released. If you don't think he's gonna come here and we're gonna work out in my at home gym and just joke around and be like talk about how scrub we are and I'm gonna make fun of him getting for getting released and him me, <laughs> just part of it. Part of it. When Isaac is a free agent, what team do y'all root for? Honestly, while you're still in the NFL, quote unquote, like while you're still pursuing the NFL. We're not rooting for anybody. No, I like watching teams that I've played for, though. Like I like, I like watching, watching teams that you've played for, or teams that we know who like who plays for them. Like I, li- I like watching the Chargers. I definitely don't like root for or against them. I'm just kind of watching, but mm-hmm. I like I like watching them. I feel like for me, and hopefully the this podcast kind of brings interest for some of you who are like, oh, like I don't really have a team to root for. If you can like follow the player outside of like just them playing on the field, I feel like it's so much more interesting because you're like, oh, like I know like about their life story or I know about their wife. I know they have kids or I know they do X, Y, or Z. I feel like it brings a personal aspect into the game and it makes it a little bit more interesting. I think also understanding the playoff picture like helps a lot. Definitely. Because then you understand like what all these teams are working for. What mm-hmm. games are super important? Like division games are super important. So if a team wins or loses, you're like, oh, shoot, they might have just hurt their playoff chances. Isaac, talking about playoffs, we can lead into our next question. And that is, how does an NFL team make it to playoffs? And like, what are the stipulations? So for an NFL team to make it to a playoffs, they basically have to win in their division. And there's two conferences and both conferences have four divisions. So you have the AFC and you have the NFC. And then you have the AFC North, East, South, West, and then also the, did I already say AFC? AFC. You have the AFC as well. So there's eight. And then basically, if you win one of those divisions, there's four teams in each. So if you're the number one team out of those four teams, you're automatically going to the playoffs. Then you have three wild card teams from each conference, AFC, NFC. So six total teams that also go to the playoffs. If you're the number one team in your conference, you get a bye. Bye week. Everybody, AKA a week off. AKA a week at home with your wife. Everybody <laughs> else is playing and starting like the NFL bracket to make it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly as easy as that. Like you just have to be the better team. You have to have like conference games matter way more. Like if the Broncos are playing the Lions, like they definitely still want to beat the Lions. But if they didn't beat the Lions, it's not that big of a loss because they're not an AFC team. So it's basically you got to think about it like this. It's like win your division or have the better record in the conference. So that game does matter. Your overall record matters to go to playoffs, just not 
Like, but if the Broncos were the best in the AFC, like in their division, then it wouldn't matter if they lost to the Lions. Right. It, the the point is, if you're going to lose a game in the NFL, it's better to lose against a team that's in a different conference. Yeah. So it's very easy, like it, as opposed to college playoffs, where apparently it's just a bunch of people sitting in a room. It's so ridiculous. When I think about it, it makes me mad. <laughs> Even though Isaac's not playing college football it's right just, now. It's for the love. It's for the love of the game, though. It keeps the game honest. You can't put teams in that aren't undefeated if there's an undefeated team. Yeah. And then basically it, once an NFL team is in playoffs, they just have to win. That's yeah. that's how you get to the next level of playoffs. <laughs> how many levels are there? Four? Just win games. You have... Four games? Let's see. You have the first round, then you have the second round, which is with the bye week. Then you have... Yeah, the fourth game would be the Super Bowl. Awesome. So if you win four games, it's always the craziest thing. You go to playoffs, you're like, guys, all we got to do is win four and we're Super Bowl champs. That's Easier said than done. Super nice. Ooh, and then we can talk about this too because I think this is juicy. Do you get paid more to go to playoffs? You get paid more, like than your salary. Yes, but I'm like, saying like versus another versus a team that doesn't go to playoffs. Correct. Yes. So you make more than a team that doesn't go to playoffs. But like, if you're Max Crosby, he's making twenty million a year. He's making over a million dollars a game. He's going to playoffs and he's making like. $40,000 for the first game. Interesting. So it's a massive pay cut for guys who are on massive contracts. Well, it's a massive pay cut, but in addition to that, I would say that's $40,000 more than he wouldn't have had. Like, think. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But $40,000 Herber, is a Herbert's lot. Herbert's making $55 million a year. What? Yeah. A year? A year. So then you talk about how big Holy of a pay shit. cut it is to go from making. You know, five million dollars a game to, or whatever that math is, to forty thousand dollars. He's not even looking. Holy shit! For I didn't even think when I said it out loud how much he made. It's kind of wild. Well, I'm like, well, I was like, oh, a million dollars a game. That's a lot of money. But I'm like, he makes multi, like many multi-millionaire <laughs> every game after taxes. Still many millions. And he lives in Southern California. Taxes Boy's getting hit suck. over the head. Yeah, he signed a two hundred something million dollar contract. <laughs> Um, the next question, I don't think I've touched on this on the podcast. Maybe I have a little bit. How close are all the wives? Like, is there a click when it comes to NFL wives? So my husband has been on four NFL teams and each team is very different from the next. I also feel like each year has varied from the next. So when my husband played for the Chargers, all the girls were super close. But then again, all the guys were also super close. Mm. Like we had a group of like 10 12 couples it's the good old days and we would spend holidays together it that i would say was not it was clicky like if your husband was just like new to the team he was here for like three or four games and then left like i guess that from the outside looking in you would say oh like they were kind of clicky i also think that it doesn't just have to do with the wives like i definitely gravitate towards wives that you gravitate towards their husband because right. it's just easier to hang out when both people like each other. <laughs> Not saying that you don't like any of your teammates. But, like, there's a lot that goes into it. I will say, though, like, if you were to ask me just in general, are there clicks in when it comes to NFL wives? I would say yes. And I don't mean that in a negative way. If I'm only with the Raiders for six games, it kind of makes sense that I'm not like super, super welcome into the group. And like, you can only go above and beyond so much. Yeah. And I think naturally there's just such an age discrepancy. Like somebody can mm -hmm. come in and life situation discrepancy. Somebody could come in and be 22 and be, ha bring a girlfriend they've been dating for a month 
mm-hmm. and then you got people with Philip Rivers had eight kids. <laughs> like that girl's not hanging out with Philip Rivers' wife. Yeah, so there are clicks, but I feel like there are natural clicks when it comes to age, when it comes to how long you guys have been dating, how serious it is. And then also on top of that, how long you've been with a team. And even more so, if you put a group, I always say this, if you put a group of 100 women in a room, some women are going to like other women better. Some aren't going to get along. And that's with it's any... Just a vibe. Yeah, it's just that's just with life. It's just a vibe. So it's just like, just because we're both NFL wives, we might not like, hit it off. And that's okay. I think some teams too, there's like an established culture for the girlfriends and wives where like some teams are just not as close. Like the girls don't hang out. The Raiders... Absolutely. It's the second closest that we've dealt with. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, the Browns and the Colts, like, I feel like the wives just weren't as close. Now, we had good friends for Mm -hmm. sure. And we had like smaller cliques. But just in general, there weren't like organized activities for the women like there have been with those two teams. And I feel like another thing that goes into it is how new is the entire team? Because if we were young, a newer, well, same thing, really. Yeah. But like heading, heading to the Browns, I feel like they had just did like a whole clean out of a bunch of players that were on like long term contracts there. So when we arrived, it was like, oh, like we had it so good last year we all hung out every single time like every single off day blah 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 and then we arrived and we were like really yeah (laughs) but like i said like i've had friends on on every nfl team so yeah it just depends it totally Mm -hmm. varies team to team is it easy handling football and a baby and i can't necessarily speak (laughs) too much about this because i didn't give birth while my husband was on a team But one of my best friends, Bree, her husband plays for the Atlanta Falcons right now. And she gave birth while her husband was in football season. And she said that it was very grueling. It's got to be brutal. I can't even imagine. I mean, it just seems like there's no right answer because it's tough because as a guy, like our our like uh, how how good our sleep is, how our body feels like that's our job. Mm -hmm. And And you also have to think about the fact that like. Some people would expect like, oh, like a guy just wants to get out easy and like doesn't really care about like the newborn stage and stuff like that. My friend Bree, like her husband, like he's a super involved father. Like Isaac is going to be very involved. So there are guys that like it wouldn't necessarily bother. And I've heard that like, oh, like they just sleep in a different room so they don't get woken up so they can go to practice the next day. Whereas in Isaac and I, before he got released, it was a conversation where I was like, are you going to help in the middle of the night? Like, do you want to? Are you going to sleep in a different room? Like, what is that look like and it's it's weird to even think about the fact that Isaac would never not be in the same bed as me but then you think about like oh you are going to be practicing from literally 6 a.m until 6 p.m does it make sense for you to stay up too and that's where you start to think about like postpartum nurses and postpartum doulas and night nurses and like it, it makes sense yeah it's challenging and it just varies guy to guy like I've had guys that then they weren't at the birth of their kid for to go to practice Oh, God, what? To go to practice, they missed the birth of their kid. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I can't. I can't. Maybe, I don't, maybe if I was on baby number eight, like, I wonder if Philip Rivers, like, ever missed a birth. Mm, yeah, for sure. You think? I don't know. He's a family man. I don't know. I can't. Well, I he would, has, no, I he would has 10 be- kids now. I know, but he only had eight when he... Jesus Christ, 10 kids? He only had eight when he left, when he retired from the NFL. I can't imagine having 10. I don't know. It makes me tired just thinking about it because oh right God. now I'm just like ready to You're exhausted get this right fucking now. baby out of me. Ooh, this is an... Int- Ooh, I like this question because I don't actually know the answer. Please explain under and over the spread. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. 
I have heard of people saying like, oh, like, did they cover the spread or are they going to cover the spread or like, yeah, like betting on the spread? You have a spread of like eight points. Why like, is it eight? Like if we're playing each other and you're an eight point favorite, that's the spread. Eight points. Who so decides you, the eight point and who decides the favorite? Vegas. What I'm do you just mean? saying Vegas. I don't I don't know. Like an algorithm. I don't know who's deciding it, but that's like the spread. Wait, 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 wait. You're explaining this very in a very complicated way. I don't understand way. it that well, by the way. I'm not like a gambler. We're not even allowed to bet on sports. So like I don't Oh, so it has to do a deal with gambling. Yeah, it's sports betting. Okay. So like if a guy says like, Oh, what's the spread of the game? Or not always betting, just in general. It could be like who wins right. and loses. But like what's the spread? Oh, eight points. Who's the favorite? And you're saying it's not always eight points. Like it just determined, it's decided on like. It could be a two point spread. So I could Google like, what is a spread? Yeah. What's the spread of the Raiders Chiefs game? Interesting. And then you have like the over under, there's like a cumulative points mm-hmm. amount. So like Chiefs score 20 points, Raiders score 21. That's 41 points over under. Interesting. Yeah. So you can bet on that. That sounds boring. It's kind of crazy. God, guys come up with the stupidest shit. I'm just like, why? So you can bet the spread though. So like if, um, if there's an eight point spread, mm-hmm. Allie's an eight point favorite, Isaac's eight point underdog, you can bet that you cover the spread and beat me by eight or more points. If you beat me by seven right, points, now we're getting, now you we're didn't getting, cover the spread. <laughs> now my ears are just like, like I just looked up and I was like, wait, I'm not That's listening. That's boy math. <laughs> Guy math is stupid. <laughs> Somebody said, do you worry about me getting hurt? I feel um, like you don't really think about that. No, my husband has made it seven years in the NFL without having a serious injury or having surgery. So he's making it like his body. You're feeling pretty good. I mean, you know, oh, you know, you have some. Nip- you're like, yeah, you feel great. <laughs> you I'm some- like, I don't. I don't know if great. You got some squeaky doors and some bruises, but like overall, like I feel like you're in a pretty good position. I feel good. You've had what one concussion? Mm -hmm. I feel good. Um, so when it comes to you getting injured, I just don't feel like a defensive end is really a position that is like highly injured. A lot of wear and tear on the body. Well, yeah, you're pushing up against. A grown I mean, man. cars, but a grown man. (laughs) Yeah, and cars. Three hundred thirty pounds. Yeah, that sounds like it hurts. It is. Well, and I'm not saying that you're not sore, but when it comes to you being injured, I just, I feel like because you've made it seven years without like a serious injury, like I think one time you were down on the field and I, I didn't I got poked in the eye. Yeah, you got poked in the eye. That was kind of soft to go down for an eye poke. Like, boy, you're going to go down. Go down with something like, man, my my leg detached from my hip for real. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I got poked in the eye. (laughs) Sheesh. How's your eye? It's, well, it's not great. <laughs> um, uh, we'll do two more questions. Next question. Do all the players see each other naked in the locker room? I've seen every single player I've played with naked. Everybody. But like, it's not like you're thinking about it. I feel no, like it's you're just not the thinking about room. it. Some guys are more low key. Like there's been guys who definitely are not like there's a spectrum, right? Like there's guys who go in with their towel, take their towel off quietly, like kind of like low key. Right. And there's guys who are like, I I don't even, I'm not, He's I'm holding to a towel and I'm naked. Like there, I'm choosing not to wrap the towel around my waist. Uh-huh. And what I didn't know, and I think is super interesting, are that there are female trainers allowed in the locker rooms. So yes and no. It's very, well, and media. I've been naked in front of media. Oh God. Somebody has a naked pic of you. Naked. <laughs> it's actually the cra- The media thing is way crazy. I mean, a trainer is like a doctor. Like, okay, so yeah, I'm naked, whatever. Mm-hmm. A media person, you're just like, you could have just, you could have just gotten credentials. You're waiting for a disaster. If you have people coming in and you're butt naked. 
Well, that, you don't know how, I mean, how many people could there be in a locker room then? What if somebody just takes a picture? Well, yeah, and you wouldn't know who it came from. It's such a bad idea. Ooh, that is not fun. Such a bad idea. I don't even like looking at myself in the mirror sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> let alone other people That's seeing me. Funny. It's only when I'm pregnant. I'm very confident otherwise, but right now there's just a bowling ball inside my body. And for the last question, I think this is a really interesting question. How are numbers assigned to NFL players? I don't... I don't know the exact breakdown, but only certain positions are allowed to have certain numbers. And they just change it. Now you'll see linebackers with single digits. They've allowed the number zero now. But like if you're an O-lineman, you can only have numbers uh, 50 to 79. They're usually in the 70s. 50 to 79. So you could be 51 as an O-lineman. Like D and D-linemen linemen are usually in the 90s. But we can have any number. Really? Yeah, I can be any number I want to. Quarterbacks... I don't, I don't, again, they change the rules. I think O-linemen actually are the only people. One but, other But do you fact, get to decide? Because I've, I know Isaac, when he got picked up from the Browns last year, he was like, oh, like these two numbers are available. Like, which one should I pick? Yeah. And so, you, you chose the number that was a little bit more s- slimming. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, you didn't choose 98. That's Max Crosby. I was 98 with the Browns. You said the Browns. No, I said when you got picked up from the Browns to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. What number were you last year? 90... 95. Ew. Not a good number. 96 is even worse. <sighs> They're but so thick. One other thing is there's only certain numbers that are eligible to like go run routes and catch the ball. Mm. So like 50 through 79, those are ineligible numbers. Mm. So they can't even go catch the ball. If they if the if a pass is thrown to an ineligible number, it doesn't count. But like when you got drafted to the Chargers, generally rookies, if you're not a high draft pick, you're just given a number. They kind of let you choose sometimes, but I was just given 98. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a great number. But I have yeah. fun fact: I have gotten offered ten thousand dollars for a number. Somebody came to a certain team and they were like, "Yo, can I get your number?" And I was like, "Yeah, you got to pay me for it." And they were like, "I'll give you ten thousand. And I said, "No." Because I have a tattoo on my lip. It was before the tattoo. <laughs> it was before the tattoo. Because you got cut after I got the tattoo. 10000 no. Maybe I I'm taken the problem. Looking back, I should have. Why not? All right. So that is it for a little Q&A episode. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope I don't hear this dog barking in the background of this podcast. Because if I do, I'm going to go leave a strongly worded note on my neighbor's door. I hope. I mean, this. I can't stand this dog. I'm sorry. I love dogs. I would die for my dogs. I can't stand that dog. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to follow the Sunday Sports Club podcast Instagram. I'm trying to come out with merch before Christmas. Are I you? don't know if it's going to be possible, especially with the baby coming uh-huh. and whatnot. But if not, then it's going to be right after Christmas. So you can just ask for money and then by the by the sweatshirt because yeah. I'm gonna do sweatshirts or hats but um make sure you're following the Instagram and y'all we are looking out for the baby anytime soon so that's gonna be fucking wild appreciate you guys thanks for having me on thanks for flying me in for this yeah Isaac has to go back to his house right yeah I got a flight to catch in like 30 minutes <laughs> anyways thanks for tuning in and be sure to give us a great review even if you hated it um and I'll look forward to talking to you guys next Tuesday <laughs>